did John have form? Timmy Reardon makes tools and opportunities for writing songs available to songwriters. He is the catalyst and creator behind the Fearless Songwriting Challenge, which is to write seven songs in seven days. And each week, he posts a savory new writing prompt and simple, jargonless music principle on his blog, TimmyR.com. He loves supporting songwriters in the journey of honing their writing voice and their craft. You never hurt no one. You like to make them think. You never hurt no one. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a brand new song based on a prompt in one week, and then talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Timmy Reardon. Welcome to the show, Timmy. Hey, David. What's happening, man? Hey, just, uh, just uh, you know, enjoying a lazy Sunday. Well, not that lazy, but you, you just got done with a whole week worth of uh, writing music, and... Uh, I'm wondering uh, how you're feeling. I mean, do you at this point is it just old hat, or do you feel exhausted from from doing a week's worth of of writing? I feel I feel pretty good after the week. It wasn't my I my judgment is it wasn't my most productive week ever. I feel like it was kind of like uh, like I don't know. There was some good stuff in there, and I played around a lot with uh, like I've been reading this book, the songwriting secrets of the Beatles recently. Ooh, um, which is it's great. Um, so I, I, yeah, so I played around a little bit with like some of the chord theory from that stuff and yeah. So, um, your question was, am I exhausted? Like a little tired yesterday and and ready to be done. Yeah. And, and today like more or less fully rested. Well, that, well, that, well, there you go. That went pretty, uh, you, you, you recover very quickly. So that's the, the experience there well well what's now how long have you been doing the the fearless songwriting program the fearless um the fearless thing's been going on maybe like unofficially like 15 years or something like that wow wow okay yeah so it started for me i i like you uh am a am a song schooler um i don't think we've ever met at song school i don't think so i'm it's I'm not met yeah. briefly. I know people have always talked about you and and uh, yeah. but but yeah, we we've never really had a, a prolonged conversation. It may have it may have just been high in passing, yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I went the first year and then like the next couple of years after that I went and I don't think I had any songs. Um and that and I'd been to Paul Reisler's class, of course, which is what many people do in their first year. And he always talks about, he's been writing a song a day, as far as I know, for like the last 25 years or something like that, yeah. maybe longer. It's crazy. Um, and, and he told the story of how that started, which is more or less that a, he was sitting at a bar, I think, complaining about not writing songs, and his friends bet him a beer that he would not write a song a day for a week. Um, and he <laughs> wanted that beer very badly, um, being a starving musician and, uh, a thirsty musician, <laughs> a thirsty musician as well. Yeah. That's the great thing about beer. If you get one that's hearty enough, it's both. Um, <laughs> and he wrote a song a day. And as far as I know, he's never stopped since then. So, and that at some point, like I just got to the point where I wasn't writing songs. I was about to return to song school. And I was like, I just have to sit down and I'm going to just try to write a song a day for a week. And that was kind of the first time I did it on my own. And then maybe a year or two after that, um, 
I invited uh, Ellis to kind of come along and like do it with me. Uh, Ellis Delaney, who's a songwriter out of Minneapolis now. Um, also a frequent instructor at, at, at Song School. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And she's amazing. And so we did it like kind of in concert that year, so to speak. Um, and then at some point I just like threw it out to the general community. I forget if I did it on Facebook initially or at some point I, I had like kind of a dedicated website outside of the forum that, uh, you just experienced. Um, I kind of built this thing out, um, by myself. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been going on for a long time. Uh, there've been times where I've just posted the prompts and, and kind of hid. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, so that was a question I was wondering yeah. there is like, do you do every single one of the prompts that you post is, but, uh, you, you take, you take breaks as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've been more, um, I've done more of them in the last couple of years than, uh, than say over the, um, the, the five years before that, there was like a period mm -hmm. where I was just kind of laying fallow for, for a while, but, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to, to get back to it. So what, what was life like before you started doing all the prompt writing? I mean, well, well, actually, first off, I mean, writing a song a day is not the same as writing to a prompt. I mean, were you... And you're the guy who makes the prompts. Yeah. So one wonders, does that mean that you're writing to a prompt or is I, cause, cause you know, usually if you're just walking around and you're, this is a philosophical distinction here, but yeah. if you're the one who runs around and comes up with the prompts, uh, then maybe that's just the same as you coming up with an idea. So on your own. So, I mean, uh, but, 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 but nevertheless, the, the real question yeah. I'm getting at is before you started writing a song a day, before you started becoming the master of writing prompts, uh, what was your technique? What, how did you, how did you write a song? So it's when I started out, um, one of the first things I did was, uh, start a writing group. We, uh, it eventually became, uh, uh, entitled the, the Shays Lounge Lovers. Um, but this was nice. just, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it was, I had taken a class um, at the uh, Cambridge Center for Adult Education in Cambridge, Massachusetts, the People's Republic of Cambridge. It was kind of a wash. Like I got, I, I, def I shouldn't say it was a wash because I definitely got something out of it. And the, the thing, the best thing that I got out of it is there was the guy who was across the room that I hadn't met yet that I was like, I like that guy's songs. And I'm thinking about starting a songwriting group so that I'm on the hook for writing songs. And I talked to him. His name is John Bullet, um, and it's worth looking up his website. Actually, I think it is uh, jtbullet.com. He's not writing songs anymore, but he's kind of doing like this um, art art projects. They're just really cool. Oh, nice. But anyway, we sat down at our uh, local cafe in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, and like hashed out how we wanted to run the thing, and um, just met for uh, every Sunday at 1 p.m. in my living room uh, for something like two and a half years, more or less. I'm sure we missed a couple Sundays, obviously, oh, but, you know. Um, and that was... So I've always... Always been a collaborator. Collaborative yeah. innovator. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So the thing for me, it's always been... Like, for me, I know that it's best 
for my productivity and uh, prolificacity, if that's a word. <laughs> well, it gonna, can be, it'll become a word. <laughs> We're going to yeah. popularize it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with prolificacity. Um, that's a great thing about being a songwriter is that you, you come up, <laughs> if you come up with a really cool word, you stick a me nice melody on it, a good hook, yeah. and then it can become pretty, uh, pretty famous. So, so let's, let's work on, on that, uh, that yeah. hook there. But for my, if I want to be prolific, if, if I want to be productive, um, I need to be on the hook. It's kind of like this, uh -huh. this, uh, what do they call it? An Icarus, uh, not an Icarus, uh, Odysseus, uh, pact or whatever. Where you, you you tie yourself to the mast? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. I've been I've I've been much more per, uh, productive the last three years, and it ha it's been exactly because of that. It's like I've thrown myself into a commitment, and then uh, then I'm forced to keep up with it. Though there, I have reached a limit. There has been a point where I get overwhelmed. I have too maybe I've taken on too many commitments, and I've overstretched myself. Have you run into that at all? I feel like I run into that all the time because I'm, you know, I'm a tigger in like in terms of like what I want to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit offline. Like I did this thing for a few years, um, which I called the song bomb, which was very similar to what you do in January, mm -hmm. um, where I was writing a song every day in February. And I would uh, so solicit uh, 28 other individuals and 29 and often and you know on every four years to um to kind of keep help me keep pace so we were working from uh from prompts as well that's a great idea by the way that is oh, just a you. great it's not it, it's not just a great way to keep you motivated but it's a great networking uh idea yeah. i mean that's that's 28 people that you're you're getting closer to and you're you're getting to yeah. you know learn learn with and and just get to know and that that's that's I, that's brilliant actually when you told me that i was like wow that's, that's... yeah steal it please yeah. <laughs> if it if it, if it works for you steal it um but yeah no it was great um so the first year i did it i just did it on my own i was like i want to try to do this 28 days in a row and you know um that was the year i also discovered fom which is february album writing month which is just to write 14 day, uh 14 songs in february so i kind of discovered that as i was doing it that first year but then the second year i was like i want to do because that first year, I was like really steady for maybe 15 to like 25 days or something like that. And then I hit a point where I was like, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And then I like on like the 27th or something like that, I'm like, I'm going to write six songs today. <laughs> and just and they were the worst songs ever. But like <laughs> but I, finished, finish but I the, finished the finish challenge. The, 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 yeah, the challenge. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, those songs have never, well, actually, I, I may have looked at them again, but they've never, like, they've never been considered seriously again, yeah. besides, like, to, like, scoff at. Um, so the next year, um, the next year I did it with friends. Like, the third year I tried to do it, um, or the fourth year, I guess, officially, I decided that I was going to make it, like, kind of a non-profit thing and try mm -hmm. to raise some money for um, Guitars in the Classroom, which is what they do is teach um, instruct teachers in uh, elementary schools and I guess other, you know, just K through 12, I guess, um, to play guitar so that they can use guitar in their teaching and hopefully expose other, their, all their students to music that way. So really cool project. Man, that year was hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like by, because I think every other year, like it was, it was difficult. Like by the end of 
like one of the things I was really interested in is like what is and I'm sure you're kind of interested in this too because what is the point of diminishing returns like how far can I push this and still have it be like useful to me yeah and I feel like over those few years like I discovered that kind of like the halfway point at least for me is like I don't feel like I maybe got like one or two good songs after like day 14 but uh-huh. I feel like that the 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 real good stuff like the inspiration seemed to be striking somewhere between like day five and day say 15 you know there would be like a little cluster of songs in there well the the way that i found how to kind of get through that that gauntlet was uh Mm -hmm. i i did a bunch of co-writes um and that split it up for me as i did about a third of the the month uh the first i mean all the januaries that i've done um i would have co-writes and and the way it would work two ways. One is every time I would do a co-write, it would be a it would be a relief to to not have to sit down and write you know something completely on my own. But then after doing a couple couple co-writes, which are always you know they're fun, but they're also you sit there and you're like, I really wish I could have written something like this instead. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so it kind of works in different ways. And that that that's that's how I got through the whole thing. Um, I th- I think that's pretty much the only reason I didn't. I haven't been burnt out though. Though, ironically, um, I, I, I've totally burnt out this this year, uh, and we can talk more about that later. Yeah. But, um, you brought up February album writing month, and mm-hmm. uh, that that's a good segue into this next song here, which I guess came out of February album writing month. All right, this is "Oh My Darling" nice. by Timmy Reardon. I was a wanderer, I was a stranger, I was a pallet on the floor, I was just whiskey, I was just fine, I was the train whistles whine. Prospectors were California. We were the flesh in a clementine. We were the lumber that builds a family. We were the train's whistle at the station.
It was the river, it was the footbread, it was the slickness of the pine. I am no swimmer, I ain't a swimmer. Just, just up front, I want to say the <laughs> that that last verse that I I, I ain't no I ain't a swimmer that and then the and then it just the verse kind of ends early there. That is just devastating. <laughs> it's so devastating. That is such a, 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 a I mean I love the the lonesome uh, that kind. Of, I mean I love the the guitar fills in between the verses and the chorus. But I mean just that. This that one spot right there just just kills me every time I listen to this. So, um, but this is because uh, you, you do it you do it wordlessly. It's like you 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 know that 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 this this uh, this person has 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 died. I mean I'm assuming I'm interpreting it correctly, but uh, yeah. yeah yeah. So, um, but 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 talk to me, man. Talk to me. How did you uh, how did you develop the song? Right, there's an interesting story behind this. It sounds like. Yeah, so this song was, um, there was a challenge on the FOM website. So the FOM website, um, we kind of covered it before, but FOM is February Album Writing Month. Um, there's a great songwriting community over there that's, I don't know, they've been going on for, you know, 10 or 15 years as well. They will have, they have weekly prompts or weekly challenges. Uh, during the challenge, I should say. During the challenge, they have a weekly like prompt or challenge that they that they post and this one was to kind of rewrite a nursery rhyme or like a folk song was the idea and i saw it and i was like eh. <laughs> i don't want to deal with that the way i approach songwriting and even the prompts is kind of through the lens of of pat pattison's uh object writing so object writing, uh, well, number one, like the, there's, everyone always gets asked, do you write lyrics or, uh, or music first? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much a lyric guy. Uh. Um, I, I try to go the other way sometimes just because I feel like melody is super important. As Paul Reisler says, you can't whistle a chord progression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
So I feel like, you know, and music is what makes a song a song. Um, so I feel like to start from that, from the idea of melody is to like to really put the importance on the song part of the song. Um, but I'm a word guy, so that's mostly where I start. And I mostly start with, um, Pat Passon wrote this book called Writing Better Lyrics um, that I purchased uh, very early in my songwriting career and uh, became my songwriting Bible. And the idea of object writing is this idea that you take any physical object that you um, can imagine or is nearby and um, you use that as a diving board for a 10 minute stream of consciousness free write. His guidelines are to um, avoid as much, to focus on your five senses, but kind of focus on the four that are not sight. So as much as possible, dive in with smell, touch, taste, and hearing. Um, and he also mentions uh, proprioception and the other exception, uh, which are your sense of bodily sen uh, self, like just of what's going on in your body, and your sense of what's going around you. Mm. And you take that 10-minute that thing, which is Gillian Welch endorsed and David Rawlings endorsed. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Can't get better, um, get better endorsement no, there, you're... so yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Which I guess is why I bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> in that 10 minutes, hopefully you will like just get these little snippets of things that you can pull out and put into your songs. But what you're writing, obviously, isn't going to become a song most of the time. Very, I think once it did in my life. You uh -huh. know, I've uh -huh. been writing songs for like 20 well, but, years. But it informs you on yeah. what, what direction yeah, you, it, could yeah, exactly. you could go. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a repository of ideas, basically. Mm -hmm. like, and, it's, um, and it's a way of... It's like um, you're uh, an anthropologist of your own memories. Sure. You sure. go in there and you dig out and you dust things off. And, and this, this exercise is kind of a way of like taking that brush out and like knocking the dirt off of like and better defining what, what you're thinking of. And, and, and so diving you diving deeper. You use yeah. this to, to help def now. I don't think you said it quite yet, but this is this is based on uh, uh, my darling Clementine, though. That's the that was the yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like no, you didn't I like that idea at first, but you came around to doing a yeah. So the synopsis of what I'm of what I'm slowly working through is uh, <laughs> just to just to cut to the pith. Um, I got that prompt. I kind of discarded it, and then like I was like you know, sitting at my table, like needing to write a song. And there were some Clementines on the fricking table. And I was like, stuck that in the middle of the page. So, and the way that I work with um, object writing now, I've kind of thrown out like the, the 10 minute thing. What I do is a thing I call a word splatter, which anyone else would call a word map or a brainstorming. Okay. Page. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I stick a word in the center of the thing. This is another kind of Pat Patterson thing actually. But um, so what I stick the word in the middle of the page and I do all the branches off of it. Uh-huh. I'll often also on that page on the left side, I'll go to the dictionary definition of that word in the center or a word that I choose. And I'll just like go through and hopefully like I'll find a word that like seems kind of associated to, to that word in the center, but I know it's going to have like a lot of definitions, like law possible. And this is kind of just flushing things out. There's like this repository of words that might end up in the song. 
um, or, you know, a cache, I guess, of words that may end up in the song that are just reflecting ideas that are going to be in the song. It's kind of like adding this depth and flavor. It's like, it's like kind of like building a stock. Mary Gaucher talks about building like the demi-gloss of, of your songwriting. Um, and then at the bottom, I'll also go to like rhymer.com and I'll choose a couple like words that I think are, that I may want to rhyme with. And I just like get a swath of like, you know, of words that rhyme with that. Then I go to a second page and I just build metaphors and similes. Huh. And, and how much do you refer to what you've already done? Or are you doing it? Are you doing that freeform or are you going back and looking at your, uh, uh, your out, your word outlines, your object writing? I use, um, those two pages. I kind of like, after I like do like 10 minutes of metaphors and similes and stuff, like I kind of stick the, sometimes something will just start coming to me and that's wonderful. Like uh -huh. sometimes like, because what I'm looking to do is get to that point of, of flow or inspiration or whatever you want to call it, where the words are just starting to go. Um, that's ideal. Um, and sometimes that happens. Maybe 30% or 50% of the time, like all of a sudden, like, you know, you just, you kind of, I kind of get to the point where I've like built up enough inertia and like some idea like jumps into my head and I'm like, okay, let's do this. Other times, I keep those two pages kind of in front of me and then I'll take a third page that's blank and stick it in front of me and start writing from somewhere in those two pages. So as I was going through that process, um, which I kind of like when I talk about it, I think of that as like my song research, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which I know uh, Susan was talking about her research, which is like going to Wikipedia. My research is like finding like all the ideas and building metaphors and just building like these yeah. things that that are that are potential for for that have potential for well, the song you know it kind of reminds okay this is going to be kind of a, a metaphor here but it, it makes me think of the um uh, the many worlds theory of quantum mechanics the idea that every time there's a choice uh there's a different parallel universe that splits off and uh, you have these <laughs> infinite number of parallel universes and you're kind of sitting there mapping out the different possible universes that this this topic could exist in and 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 i'll admit to right uh, listening to you describe it it sounds kind of daunting to me uh, but i guess any type of research would be uh, potentially daunting but i mean you've got it down to a do, do you feel like you have it pretty well codified? Do you feel like you have a, a, a down to a system so that you're, it's not too cumbersome when you're, when you're doing it? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like warming up. Oh, uh, okay. Like think of it for, for me, I think of it more of as like, Oh, I'm getting ready for my jog. Mm -hmm, These are the mm -hmm. stretches I do to get ready for my jog. This is how I prime my, 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 my poor adult brain um, with, with, cause none of this is going to actually, I shouldn't say none of it is going to be used, but most of it will not be used. Yeah. So it's just, for me, it's just to like kind of build a resource and to prime my brain with ideas that could go into the song and to kind of like, as I'm doing it, it's kind of like, you know, like you're charging a generator or something like that mm -hmm. or charging mm -hmm. a battery so that at some point, ideally, um, in this metaphor, when the battery is fully charged, that's flow. That's just like, it's just going to go, you know, or, it's, or maybe a, a spring is an even better way to think of it, where you're building up this kind of potential energy that 
like once you let go of that 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 kind of spin toy that you're putting on that's powered by that spring uh-huh. it's just going to go until it's done interesting interesting it's it, it's a I, I like it it's a structured brainstorming method that builds your motivation in the process and that's 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 really cool. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. I haven't I haven't tried doing it that way. Not with music anyway. I've done that. I've done that kind of thing with um, I used to do a, a kind of a mix of a sketch and improv comedy show years ago. And my uh, uh, collaborator, we, we would sit down like the week before and we would do uh, a big uh, breakdown of the theme that we had chosen for that week's show. And it was similar to what you're describing um, but I've, for whatever reason, I've never really applied it to, to songs. And now I'm, now I'm interested in applying it more to songwriting. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Here. This is, this is great stuff. Cause I actually, I've been to song school three years, but I, I haven't done a lot of the songwriting classes. Uh, oh, interesting. Th- which is, I, cause I kind of went there primarily wanting to learn about the business and, and, and also take some performing classes. Um, and the songwriting mm-hmm. classes, I've been a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's ego to a to a degree. You know, it's like, oh, do I want to get my stuff critiqued? You know, um, but uh, but yeah, I've I've kind of been a little bit shy about going. some of them. I've gone to and I just they didn't they didn't sit well with me and um, mm-hmm. but uh, but other ones, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I need to check them out. But these are these are I like all the techniques that you're talking about. Yeah, and those are like um, these are things that I've kind of developed. Uh, over the course of, you know, trying to write a song a day, you know, and how to make that good. And for a long time, um, you know, like you've been on the site, like, and you've probably read the FAQ where it says, you know, you're trying to, ideally you're doing this thing in an hour. Um, And that for me was a guideline that just said, that was just saying, get the thing written. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like, you know, that you can torture yourself for the entire day, like procrastinating mm-hmm. and, or just like trying to perfect it. Like sure. if you dive in and it's an idea that you really like, um, and you're in the process of writing a song a day, you can just like really like, you know, end up sp- spending eight hours if it's like a day that you don't have to do anything else. Oh, for yeah, for sanity's sake, I would see that you know doing an yeah. hour makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I, I tend to average probably four hours during when I yeah. do Januarys for myself, uh, and there are those days where I'll spend like seven or eight hours on a song, and it, it's bad. It's bad. It drives me up the wall. Yeah. But but yeah, there are times where it's like you write a whole song, and you're like, this sucks, and then you're just like, I don't yeah. want to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do another song. And and then it's just it's just stupid pride at that point. But I've I've gotten caught up in that. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about this this particular song. So how did you apply those techniques to to this song, and what did you draw from that? <laughs> it's a great question. Like it's hard to say exactly how it all came together. I know that at some point I decided, like I was looking at that word Clementine, and. I got interested enough in that song where I was like, well, let's, let's go look at the song. You know, going for the lyrics, like, I, you know, everyone knows the first verse. <laughs> and then there was, like, the second verse that I don't, you know, that I hadn't really paid attention to before. Which oh, is sure. basically about this, you know, 
Um, I think it's the character in the song's daughter that dies. And that's kind oh. of this, this jaunty, like, you know, not quite happy song, but like, like catchy. Sure. You know, it's kind of the, the Motown. Way, it was the Motown of the yeah, time, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. And Sad I was like, and it always, yeah. like, when you hear it, it always comes on, like, I've always thought of it as just like a corny song. And, but there's this heartbreak in the middle of the song that I'd never been exposed to. Mm. And like, there was this part of me that was like, well, that's not right. Um, that there's this kind of like, there's like, I feel, you know, that my perception is this is this jaunty, corny, like, song that's you know about a lover and all of a sudden like i find out that like that person died <laughs> I, I i know exactly what you're talking about because i was doing a cover of um you are my sunshine yeah some <laughs> some years ago and i was like shocked that this <laughs> this catchy upbeat ditty uh it gets it to a point where it's like if you ever leave me i'm gonna stalk you and hunt you down and it's like what the <laughs> what's going on in this song this is <laughs> yeah it's it like about every being song about the, and yeah it, it was it was like it was really a dark song and i'm thinking okay I'd like to hear the yeah. metal version of that i don't know Something. yeah no all those all those catchy songs written by the police none of them most of them are about suicide right or yeah. or about stalking somebody <laughs> so it didn't stop just back it's not that's yeah. not an old form it did no making upbeat sad songs is still goes on and it's totally legit totally legit I guess I kind of just focused on, on what, like, my perception of, um, of what that character would feel, um, would be, and how I would present that, um, if I were that character. I kind of do this stuff really intuitive-like, or just, like, I just, at this point in my life, like, I'm done with trying to tell the song where to go. In so much as, it's hard to say because I know there was a point where I was like, "Oh, this is what I want the song to look like." Here's the three, uh, you know, the three things. And to be fair, like I have this little cross on my uh, on my page where I, at some point, had just decided like, it's gonna be a th- it's gonna be a three verse song with a chorus, and like I just need to fill the form. But like when I started to write down, you know, I was a traveler. Um, the, the original words were, uh, that I have written here, like I was a traveler, I was a gypsy, I was a pallet on the floor. Um, and that's kind of where like all of a sudden, <laughs> like it clicked for me. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, uh, I've already mentioned Gillian and, and David, like I'm a huge fan of theirs. I listened to time of the revelator, like repeatedly. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Album. Yeah. Mm, um, that's a brilliant, brilliant album. Yeah. And so um they they have that they have their remake their version of uh make me down a pallet on my floor so like that that idea of a pallet in a folk song is 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 well well worn but when i tripped on that idea saying i'm a pallet like that like that clicked it for me and like at this point i'm kind of just in it like you know the next thing i wrote was i was i was whiskey why not be whiskey you know yeah Um, and then I was just fine, which we always know when someone says they're fine, like mm-hmm. how, how often is that actually true? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the train whistles whine just 
you know, like I, I think I think I said to you on one of these songs, it may have been the other one, you know, I just got lucky with a couple rhymes here. But that's the that's the whole deal, isn't well, it? It's like when you get lucky. Is, <laughs> serendipity <laughs> is a huge, huge part of uh, any type of art form, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have a question here about um, yeah. one thing that really struck me about the 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 structure i mean this this goes into arrangement as much as it does yeah. songwriting though i guess we could talk about you know how much how much of songwriting is arrangement um but mm. you know you're mostly playing chords with the guitar yeah. while you're singing but then for that last line uh the train's whistle coming down the line you know you you pick that melody mm. with the guitar and at the same time so you're doubling the melody up uh, with your voice and with the guitar. And I found that to be really, really striking. Was there any, any thought process that went into that or was it, did it just come out instinctually? I think that was more instinctual. I think it was sort of, I think that was just how I was hearing the melody. Mm -hmm. um, and there are times when I, I don't know, I feel like that doubling of a, of a line is to be used judiciously. Yeah, you know? yeah. I guess in, in that case, I was like, yeah, that's you know, I, that's that's what worked for me, and that's what I wanted to do there. The way that you use it here is it just it it really makes it stand out, and it emphasizes uh, that that emotional quality, uh, and it just it just brings it home for me. So anyway, I just want to say I really love that that part of the song. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so, how long did this one take you to 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 to, to write? Um, it was because uh, this, this was part of February Album Writers Month. So you, I mean, yeah. I know you said that you were when you first did that, you were trying to do it as a song a day type of thing. But was this one a song a day? I mean that uh, that draft certainly was. Okay, we all had a little break this spring. <laughs> uh, yeah. For many did many of us did i shouldn't say everyone because some people were working from home i may have i may have gone for like a walk with this some song at some point you know and just kind of run it through my head because i feel like that's really um useful as an editing tool is just to go out um and even just the process of playing the song sometimes like song you know, well everyone knows like you know as you're playing through the song the words just kind of naturally fall into a different order sometimes or sure. like or different lines will pop up you know just kind of organically um and they're usually more natural than like what we have put down or what i've put down um yeah initially. yeah what's in your head yeah is definitely i mean yeah you have to sit down yeah 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 i i mean do you do you uh once you've written a song because you write a lot i mean you must be writing like 80 songs a year i mean if you stick to the prompts your weekly prompts, yeah. press your, so is it six times a year you do the fearless? Uh, weeks? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, year, you, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, ask the question, sorry. Well, yeah, sorry. So <laughs> how how often do you play these songs again? I mean, do you, yeah, how often do you play them again? It depends on the song. Um, It depends where I am, kind of in, like, whatever practice schedule I have. For me, I'm not performing a lot these days. Mm -hmm. Well, none um, of us are, but but, but even yeah, before well, that's, um, the pandemic, even I before, suppose, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a point where, yeah, so essentially, like, I'm not a performer, really. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get back to it maybe at some point, but there was a point where I just decided, like, this is not the best for, like, my mental health. Um, yeah, not, yeah. 
I just like, that. yeah. Um, and not that I was like, you know, going off the deep end or like, and it was just like, I was just making my, I was just frustrating myself with yeah. the, with the process. Um, and disappointing myself, like when I would show up to a show and I hadn't promoted things. So, um, so I decided like it was just time to like stop disappointing myself or frustrating myself. And so, so I do write a lot. At this point over the last year, like it's a, I want to go back and start editing more, more deeply. Um, mm -hmm. And really get really polish up some of these songs that I've written over the last year that like I feel are, you know, some of the best songs that I've written. Um, and some of them are probably done. Um, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah, Evergreen absolutely. is probably a song that's, you know, or Oh My Darling is, is probably a song that's, that's done. So yeah, that, pol that, that process, like for me, it's way like I'm a song junkie in the sense, I'm a songwriting junkie in the same uh, sense of like, it's way easier to write a new song. It's way more fun to write a new song than it is to go back and like edit the old one. It's yeah, the yeah, it. yeah. It gets that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm convinced in my intellectual brain that there is a way to like go back and, you know, use these tools that I'm using for, you know, kind of writing from a prompt and make that kind of my editing process as well. Hmm. Um, but I haven't, I haven't done the, the case study yet if that well, makes sense oh no i it totally makes sense i you know because that's been i mean that's definitely been a challenge for me uh i mean i guess you know if i look back at it and i look at you know before i was doing kind of what i call first draft songwriting uh you know how much time it would take with me editing as i go and it would just it, it would it would it would just drag things out to an unreasonable degree and and now it's kind of like i'm putting out enough material that you know, there is a song that I write that is pretty much done. It's just, it's yeah. just done. It's good. And, and I don't, I don't feel like I have to edit it at all. Now there are other ones that are kind of, you know, definitely, you know, they, they look like they need some tweaking. Uh, do I get yeah. back to those or do I just kind of emphasize the ones that, that I think came out fully formed? And, you know, that's a little bit of a luxury. If you're writing a lot of music, mm -hmm. then you don't you don't have to go back and edit you can just pick out the ones that are really really good uh and yeah. and just just focus on those now now this was this was part of uh february album album writing month and i'm just curious mm -hmm. did, does that does that have a component of actually you write the album and then you you record it do they is that part of the challenge or yeah I mean, for for fom it's uh for february album writing month it's mostly the writing of the songs obviously like we're mm -hmm. sharing the songs on an online forum mostly so sure. so there's no I comparable figured, yeah. like march album album production month or anything like so, that. so not that i know of, but there is kind of a complimentary uh challenge called rpm which is record production month oh. also going on in February and their focus is a little bit more there. They say that their challenge is to do either a half hour of completed music or 10 like kind of completed polished songs. So it's like backing off a little bit on the amount on the number of songs that you're writing and just focusing in more on like on producing those songs but to be fair like there are guys out there in fom that are really doing like songs that sound like fully produced and arranged to me you know oh sure sure 
Well, some people um, are just uh, some. You know, there's yeah. there's the performing songwriters, and they're the kind of the home recording songwriters. Yeah. And I know yeah. I used to. I was originally a home recording songwriter, and I decided to do more of the performing thing for a while. Yeah, there's some folks that I don't. I don't think they could even write a song if they weren't thinking in terms of production. You know, yeah. they they almost have that in their brain as they go. Um, well, that's, that RPM thing actually sounds really interesting. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, have you have you ever done that? Or uh, I was on the site, but I've never, um, I've never fully participated in that site. I feel like it was a little bit like the user interface, and it's a little bit just the focus. Because for me, like I'm a little bit production wise, I'm a luddite. Like I'd love sure. to, um, you know, at some point uh, when I'm going back to you know edit and like dive in with all these songs that. Um, that I've written in the last, uh, you know, year or so, I'd love to like dive in and really focus on like, oh, how do you use, how do you use the digital audio interface? How do I bring in drums and bass? Like if I'm just like kind of mocking up like what I want to do, um, to, to bring to, you know, potentially to bring to, to a producer or an engineer or something like that, how would I approach that? Yeah. The demo. Yeah. What, what's the right way to do a demo that, uh, yeah. I know I've been I've been well the the one one advantage I've had of doing this uh, this podcast is it's given me a good opportunity to focus a little bit more on on mm-hmm. home recording I I'm not doing like super really well produced things but I'm putting a little bit more production into what I've been recording yeah. and what I've been writing because I'll write it you know early in the week and then I'll try to to put something together part of that is because the very first guest that I had on Teresa Teresa Storch yeah. and, and Peter Laces they they went they really you know because they were a duo but they 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 put a nice little production piece together so i felt like oh i got to do something you know and and that got me thinking about that again and and i don't do it uh, every Peter's time monster. and teresa's teresa's great too i was uh, i think they mentioned in their podcast i used to live with teresa like for i don't know two or three years like back when she was in uh, cambridge so yeah they're great oh, yeah yeah they're wonderful <laughs> they're wonderful well, let's uh, well let's move on to one of your songs here that you wrote uh, as part of a fearless challenge, and this this song is called "Never Hurt No One." This was from twenty twenty. Yeah, this April? was from the April uh, fearless challenge last year. Yeah, which I can I I'm I identify easily because I timestamp my things now. Yes, I'm, that's what I was saying. Twenty twenty oh four. I was divining the timestamp that you had here. So, all right. Well, this is this is never hurt no one by Timmy Reardon. Did John have form in mind when he wrote his words? Or was he skipping stones and flipping birds? He had a hungry mind. He could anticipate read between the lines he thought between the sheets you never hurt no one you like to make them think you never hurt no one he'd skate their minds around the rink he'd walk a shaggy dog then he'd crack a wink you never hurt no one just like to make them Utah was a raucous rambler, an A-walled doughboy. He ran to the rails and 
Same like hobo's jaw He was a new age wobbler And a cranked old fart Gave bosses the business Then collected hearts He never hurt no one Like to make them think Never hurt no one He'd skate their minds around the rink He'd walk a shaggy dog Then he'd crack a wink Never hurt no one He'd like to make them think Daddy loved the word facetious He loved a runcible spoon Slept with broken radios Up in his bedroom He filled big shoes And mismatched socks Sly like a loom Outside the corrugated box He never hurt no one Just liked to make them think Never hurt no one. He'd skate their minds around the rink. He walked a shaggy dog. Then he'd crack a wink. He never hurt no one. Just like to make them think. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's just now. This is. I, I'm 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 thinking of the word mapping that you do on this one, and just thinking <laughs> you've got such great words in this. Just so many. I one one thing I like um, is uh, well, I have just a few things I want to highlight. Well, runcible spoon. I've uh, what what a perfect word. Just because. Uh, first off, I I I'd never heard the word runcible before. So a runcible spoon. Looking that up, uh, which is a, a spork, right? Isn't that basically? Yeah, what it's it a is? spork. Yeah, it's a spork. Uh, what I love about that word is that it's 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 a new word. I get to learn a new word, and it also somehow sounds both. It's both more sophisticated and more folksy than spork. <laughs> it's both, and um, I I've talked to some songwriters who are they get a little bit nervous about using language that people may not instinctively know uh you know that, that they have to look up and they worry about losing audience members and stuff but but that's one where that just got me interested i love that stuff i love seeing a word in there that that makes me want to look into it but but you got other things here like oh like he'd skate their mind around the rink i think that's a great great rhyme with think but that was a great way to do it um i love anticipate that is <laughs> that that's just an awesome uh, he had a hungry mind he could anticipate yeah that that's just that's just wonderful i mean there's there's so much good stuff here uh yeah well let's uh, I, I just corrugated box i you know just the fact that you got the word corrugated in there that, uh, that's that it just flowed so well and i just love the way that rhymes with socks you know um no th just some great stuff on the in this song man so 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 talk to me, talk to me. How did? Oh, did, thank you, man. Yeah. How, how did this? How did you? How did you bring this together? 
this was so this was coming from a fearless channel uh challenge um in february 2020 uh john prine left left this world and i think it was maybe two or three days before uh before that challenge started maybe it was a week before it doesn't much matter a lot of times when i'm putting together prompts um one thing i like to do is just take a song um, or an artist and just, you know, rip them off shamelessly, um, you know, <laughs> um, which, uh, Austin, uh, Cleon or whatever his name, his name is, has the book called steal like an artist. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The idea is just like take a phrase or two that are, you know, distinctive, but probably not distinctive enough to say, oh, he's taking it right from that guy, from that moment. You know, for, for John Prine, I, I just decided I was just going to steal song titles, hmm. you know? Um, so it was seven song titles. Uh, the hardest one of which was probably uh, In Spite of Myself, because everyone knows that. Or sure. at least most songwriters that are that are in the, the Fearless Orbit know that song. So yeah. that makes it a little bit more difficult. And that's another thing with the prompts. Like, I don't want them to trigger a memory for someone that's going to anchor them in a place that they that they that where they get stuck well it's it, it, we should talk about that a little bit i mean just that it is interesting to do your challenges and then you pull it all together at the end and say oh well i took these these from this particular source and you're like oh i didn't even get that it's like i know that song or i know that album and it's like i didn't even think of that so yeah 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 i think that's pretty cool how you pull that together yeah, and the other thing, like, the other thing that's really important to me, uh, just uh, while I'm on the subject of prompts, like, I always make sure there's something physical in there. And that is kind of hearkening back to that idea of object writing. Um, and if I can, um, I want that object to be something that can also be a verb. Um, and that's just become kind of like, a, I don't, like, a principle that I cue closely to when I'm writing songs like um, if I'm gonna have a verb in there if I have to have a verb in there if I can choose a verb that is a noun as well mm -hmm. it is way better like that's gonna explode with memories not consciously for someone necessarily but um, certainly unconsciously well trying to find those double meanings in words I, I, I like that a lot too I know I, I do these every once in a while I do what I call a jargon song and mm -hmm. that's where I'll basically find a glossary for some, mm. uh, you know, like photography. There was this, I, yeah. I came up with a hook for a chorus, which was like, shoot it. And then I was like, oh, I want this to be, I don't want it to be about guns. So let's yeah. do it about photography. And so I pulled open a glossary about <laughs> photography. Yeah. And, and I picked out all the words that had double meanings, you know, and a lot of those, like you're saying that, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of those are adjectives that could be or nouns that could be verbs and um yeah yeah it adds so much depth because if you tw if you put them together in the right way then you know somebody who maybe knows photography is going to go aha that's about photography yeah. but the people who don't know all those those words they're they're still getting something interesting out of it that may be um uh adjacent but but different so yeah like and it's kind of um i'll get to the song in a second but uh that that idea that I have of having that on the left side of my word splatter, um, all those like words associated with the thing that um, they come from a dictionary. Mm -hmm. um, that I, I stole that idea from John McPhee. I read uh, he has a book called Draft Number Four, 
And in that essay, draft number four, like his final scan through, through his essays, John McPhee is, I didn't know who he was before I heard Tim Ferriss talk about him. So he is a famous uh, writer and journalist uh, who's done a lot of work for the New York Times uh, and a writing teacher as well. Um, and, but his final draft, he'll go through and like underline things that are just kind of trouble spots or he feels like, you know, could be just pop more or whatever. And one of the things he does when he finds one of those words that he feels like could pop more um, is to go and look it up in the dictionary. And sometimes there will be a phrase in the definition that he'll just drop in instead of the word. And it's brilliant. Like, uh, I can't think of the example that he has, and I'm not going to go and drag the book off the shelf. But um, it works brilliantly. Uh, he does it as his final draft. I decided to cheat and just make it a place I start. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Cut yeah. to the chase. Um, but, uh, yeah, so for that song, um, Never Hurt No One, that's uh, Ain't Hurtin' Nobody is the original title of a John Prine song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went through, I did my word splatter. Um, the word splatter started with the word clown because the picture associated with that prompt, um, I always grab a, a picture from an artist somewhere. Mm-hmm. This picture was like of in black and white of all these kind of like cartoon monsters like that you would, like one was like the sheet ghost and then another was like the thing from Alien um maybe and then like one was the clown from it um there it looks like there's a wookie in there too of some kind <laughs> um, yeah this is i just pulled up the photo here yeah. yeah yeah cookie monster the the classic universe yeah chewbacca yeah. and the werewolf and you've got is that casper the friendly ghost well it's somebody some other creature yeah. wearing a casper the friendly ghost mask that's funny um and then you have kind of more random. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, this is a great picture. So so the prompts that you're giving out are not just word prompts, but but photo yeah. prompts. Um, I know I've uh, uh, Susan and Terry and, and some of the others have commented on how uh, sometimes that that is just as inspiring as as the words yeah. themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's just kind of like I want the word prompt to be something that people can jump off of, but like adding that photo prompt, I feel like just adds a little bit of depth, and I kind of. Um, try to have it something that is related in much the same that like a metaphor or simile is like, you know, related to the original thing, but hopefully add some depth um, to it as well. And I think it works like maybe 50% of the time. But anyway, so I started with this, like I stuck clown in the middle of the, of the thing. Um, I don't know what I have on the side over here. Um, oh, the word think. So um, I, I, at some point, I decided that the word think was the thing I was going to look up in the dictionary. And it talks about like conscious mind and uh, reasoning, rational decisions. Um, but down, the last one I wrote down was this phrase, form in mind, um, mm. which happens to be the in the first line yep. of that song. And it was, it was really one of those situations like I, I, when I just started writing... You know, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to just start with John Prine for whatever reason, because he just died and he's yeah. super important to me as a songwriter. When I 
put John Prine next to form in mind that, well, number one, they rhyme. Um, but like that idea, did John Prine have a form in mind? And it's like, oh, is it like, is that like an idea or is it a woman? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, you know. Um, You're right. That's, well, yeah, you can take that like a couple different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So just that kind of like uh, double entendre. And then I. I must have had skipping stones on here somewhere and then like the word flipping just popped into my head and flipping birds just was like perfect <laughs> yeah 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 that's <laughs> so, and that's kind of you know um and the rest of it was like just kind of like riffing off that stuff i'm sure i was looking at my sheets a little bit but you know he had a hungry mind like that guy was more playful and more you know thoughtful than you know, than many people. <laughs> I, I, I won't say he's like the most on the planet, but he was like, yeah, he was, he was in the top like 90th percentile of like curiosity and playfulness in terms of like how he wrote his songs. So this yeah. one, this one is, is, is literally about John Prine. It's not just taking his style, but you're, you're, I mean, or literally, or you're yeah. using or metaphorically or however you want to say yeah, it. So it started but... off with, yeah, definitely. It started off with John Prine. Um, and then it kind of ended up, be, ended up being three vignettes. Um, mm. So it's John Prine, it's uh, Utah is Utah Phillips, and a lot of that stuff in there is um, stuff Utah Phillips kind of said about himself, or actually the, the cranked old fart is something he said about someone else, but I think it applies to, to Utah as well. Sure, sure. Um, but New Age, you know, he, he was a wobbly. He was with the, uh, the WWW or whatever the the... I, the workers of the world, uh, the Wobblies, uh, which is like a union um, from the, you know, the turn of the century. And I think sure. they're still around. You know, he, he was living in uh, Eugene, California, which he calls like the new age capital epicenter of the world or something like that. So, yeah, a lot of that stuff just stolen like an artist from things Utah Phillips said. And uh, likewise, that final uh, verse, which is uh, really about my dad, um, you know, he he did love the word facetious and he uh and he um and he loved that word runcible spoon as well like i i can't it's ingrained in my memory and it uh and it helped my team win at trivial pursuit one new year's eve (laughs) (laughs) not distant past sweet sweet that's nice hey there you've been listening to my raw songwriting interview with timmy reardon We touched on so many great topics that I've decided to split the episode into two parts. Come back next week to hear about Timmy's top books on songwriting and to hear both his and my Fearless Challenge songs that we wrote the week prior to the episode. If you want to find out more about Timmy, check out his website at timmyr.com. If you want to support the Raw Songwriting Podcast, you can follow Dave Coyle's musical extravaganza on Facebook, at David L. Coyle on Twitter, And uh, please consider donating to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. (laughs) 